What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to episode 544 of the Daily Grind podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you an episode that I did on the Entrepreneur Lifestyle podcast with Ben Ivey. Uh, again, one of my most favorite interviews I've done so far. I hope you guys are enjoying these. Uh, in today's episode, we cover what you must learn to be blissfully dissatisfied, why podcasting is a great way to generate income, how to deal with transitioning into entrepreneurship, the key habits to help you stay on track with goal setting, and how you must continuously up-level your skills to increase your success in business. As I'd mentioned, this is an awesome show. Hope you all enjoy, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. The reason why HelloFresh is so amazing and why I love it is because it cuts out stressful meal planning and trips to the grocery store so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. It gives you all pre cut ingredients it's super super simple to use they're delicious it's fresh i think that's one of the big things that personally i was worried about with something like a meal kit is how fresh are the ingredients going to be HelloFresh really blew my mind just to how fresh and delicious and easy it is to cook dinner in really 30 minutes or less it's absolutely amazing HelloFresh offers you 25 plus recipes to choose from each week if you're vegetarian, they got you covered. If you want to craft burger, they're there. And there's extra special gourmet options as well. There's something really for everyone in your family to enjoy with all the recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity every time. As I had mentioned, I am an absolutely huge fan of HelloFresh. Can't believe how easy it is, how much time it saves you from, again, trips to the grocery store, figuring out what you're going to cook. It literally does it all for you, and it's super, super simple. If you want to get started with HelloFresh today, you can go to hellofresh.com forward slash dailygrind12 and use code dailygrind12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Yes, you heard that right. You get 12 free meals, including free shipping. When you go to hellofresh.com slash daily grind 12 and use code daily grind 12 at checkout. Honestly, it's amazing. Get started with it today. It is America's number one meal kit. Go to hellofresh.com slash daily grind 12. Welcome to the entrepreneur lifestyle podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs from around the world to discuss creating a great lifestyle whilst boosting business success. Today, I'm here with Colin Morgan, who is a former professional golfer turned entrepreneur. He is the host of the Daily Grind podcast, a show dedicated to showing you how you can get out of the grind of your life and do something you are truly passionate about. And he's also the founder of Sunday Red, which is the number one golf podcast in Canada. Colin, welcome to the show. Ben, thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. So can you just you know, go straight in and can you just tell me the journey that you made, obviously, to being a professional athlete, right? 
what kind of skills do you think you needed to be a professional athlete that you have used into your journey of entrepreneurship? Yeah, great question. Um, for me, like kind of a backstory, like sports was everything, especially growing up. I didn't like anything else. School wasn't interested. Uh, I just came home. I wanted to play sports. I, I succeeded at sports from a young age. I, I played four pretty highly competitively, tennis, hockey, golf, and uh, some badminton, believe it or not. Um, I realized kind of early on golf was going to be the was going to be the sport that was going to take me to become the professional athlete that I always wanted to be. So I kind of took that. And uh, after university for a couple of years, I decided to turn professional, played three or four years. Uh, at that point, kind of like my passion deteriorated for the game. And if you do anything high level, you have to be super passionate about it. And I realized that very quickly that uh, I wasn't going to be able to continue to, to play golf because my passion was no longer there. In order to play at a high level, these guys are make sure that their nutrition is good. They work out every day. They're up early. They're at the golf course hitting balls for three, four hours, playing multiple times. So I just didn't have that in me anymore. Um, so I needed to, to transition. And that transition for me was difficult. I mean, my whole life had been focused on how do I become a professional athlete, which I kind of did at a, at a low level. And now I have to find a new passion and put my energy, which made me successful in sports. I needed to find a, an avenue and a vice in order to put my energy to make me successful at something else. And that took me a really, really long time to figure out. I, I had a whole bunch of failed ventures. Um, I think one of the things that I'm truly grateful for is my parents growing up were both entrepreneurs. So mm -hmm. I kind of saw from a young age that, you know, my dad owned restaurants, my mom had a retail store. I didn't have to go and, and get a nine to five job. And I never wanted to do that. That's kind of reason why I wanted to be a professional athlete in the first place. Um, so, I mean, that, that journey for me in finding what I'm doing now was, was difficult, you know, three, four years of, of, of not my best, I would say, Got you know, it. not my best. I, I wasn't pulling out my best, but, uh, once I found something that, and, and it's not finding my passion. Like when I, when I found my passion, it took me doing a whole bunch of different things to realize what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And through doing, I found something that I could pour my energy into the same way I did sports. And, and that's really what um, has led me here. And mm -hmm. all the things that made me successful in sports and practice and mindset, I mean, they all correlate over in business for sure. Yeah, most certainly. And when, when we think about transitioning, obviously you transitioned for a pretty big transition from obviously sporting to suddenly entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. Now, nowadays there are people transitioning left, right, and center. Sometimes they've got to pivot businesses. Sometimes they are just changing jobs. They're changing work. They're setting up their own business. What advice would you give from the experience that you have to allow them to have a smooth transition or to perhaps find their passion sooner rather than later? Yeah, I don't think the transition's ever going to be smooth. So I'll say <laughs> that. Uh, if people are looking to kind of, you know, I'm going to transition out, I'm going to start a business, it's going to be successful year one. It doesn't work that way. Uh, some people do. Like there's always a there's always the exception to the rule. But majority of it, you need it takes time, right? Like in order to become an athlete, that took me years and years of practice. In entrepreneurship or in business or in, in finding a job, something new, like tomorrow someone can just be like, oh, I'm going to start this. Right. There's no there's no real you don't have to develop skills in order to become an entrepreneur. You can become an entrepreneur. So the biggest thing is is to develop skills. And I think the de the death of anyone is just stagnation. You need to be doing at all times. Um, 
you need to be learning a new a new skill, trying a new business. It doesn't matter if you fail. Failing is much better than not doing anything because you'll pick up a new skill. So develop skills, learn from people that have come in front of you and try things. If you don't know what you're passionate about, it's because you haven't tried enough things. And I, I'm a big believer in just, if you're interested in that, do it. Yeah. And then you're going to find out if you're going to be able to push through or not. Yeah, Miss Annie. And, and I like the what you were saying there about diving into developing skills. How important do you think skill development is uh, for people? Because when we look at entrepreneurship, sometimes you get people that would just say you need to delegate everything. Other people will say you need to learn everything first and then delegate. So what's your take mm-hmm. on this? Uh <laughs> It's interesting because I mean, skill development is the most important thing. If you want to get good at something, you need to develop skills. Learning how to develop those skills are important. But if you find a gap in the marketplace, for example, and you realize that businesses need help with SEO, well, you can find someone who's good at SEO to be able to do the work. But you as the business owner, you need to develop a skill in order to become a good leader and deal with money. And how do I maximize the amount of profits and revenue that I'm making so at the end of the day, I take home what I'm supposed to take home and I'm squeezing all of that out. So no matter what you do, there's always things you need to learn and things that you can get better at. Um, but it's not necessarily just because you start something doesn't mean you have to be good in that area. It just means you need to be a good leader and you need to find good people in order to execute. Yeah, most certainly. And I, I definitely agree with that. So going back to the golfing then, so as you transition from uh, golfing into becoming an entrepreneur, right? And obviously there was a variety of reasons for that. You mentioned the different abuse that you had both emotionally and in other ways as well, but physically. As you're moving into the entrepreneurship journey, do you think you know, losing uh, your, your friend to suicide really spurred you and, and kind of created that shift in momentum? Because I know when I lost my father to suicide, it really shifted my mindset and I started to really focus in, in a very, very different way. And I'm curious to see how that event and the meaning that you gave it uh, affected your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, it was uh, at the time, I, I didn't see how that was going to help in any way. Um, but now kind of looking back, you kind of for sure, I, I mean, for me, the biggest thing I saw is that I could have taken that path myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of a bit of an eye opener to realize that, you know, I need to do things differently, or else that could potentially happen. So I, I really consciously decided to shift from what I was doing and, and started working on myself. Because, you know, a lot of times when you have issues, um, whether it stems from the past or what is going on now, I think so many of us bury it. You know, we just, we think, you know, I, I'm going to forget about it. Let's just move forward. And eventually they will go away. Yes. And what you realize is they never go away. And the more you do that, the more you suppress your emotions, uh, the more say episodes, the, the bigger and more dramatic they become. So I knew at that point that I needed to start looking inward and, and seeking help um, in order to get not necessarily overcome or get past it, just learn to deal with the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a big thing is learning to deal with, you know, uh, whether people have gone through what I've gone through, or whether you go through a big money loss, or something happened personally, just learning to deal with it in a positive way, uh, will make such a big difference. And, you know, for me, that was that was finding someone to help me better understand me. Mm-hmm. And how important do you think it is to overcome these 
uh, like uh, I won't use the word overcome as you had said to deal with these challenges with regards to how it impacts uh, you as an entrepreneur moving forward? I mean, do you think these are challenges that can hold people back? Do they trip people up? I mean, how did that impact you? hundred percent for me, uh, based on my past, I, I never, after that, I never did well with authority. Um, you know, I had like, uh, I've always had kind of a, kind of stems from sports. I've always had kind of a quick temper and not like punch someone in the face. It's just like, I would just get so angry. I can't focus on anything else. Yeah. And uh, if you let your emotions control you, you end up in weird and it still happens. <laughs> you know, like if people are human. You still go through those, those episodes yourself. You're like, you look back at like, wow, I really spiraled out of control for a couple hours there. <laughs> yeah. um, but the better you can learn to control your emotions, uh, the better off you're going to be because it's always going to pop up no matter what situation you're in. And you got to deal, you got to deal with your home, right? Like you got to deal, I call like this, you got to deal with your home because if you're not dealing with yourself, it, it affects other areas. Like in sports, if, if you're not great with family or relationships bad, it is going to affect your performance a hundred percent, especially at a high level. You know, a lot of these guys are uberly talented no matter what they do. The ones who really succeed have the mindset like 75% of business and sports and anything is all about your mindset. So understanding how to develop that and ensure that, you know, you consistently have good days. That's super important, but that's learning to deal like with you. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think the more consistent good days you have in a row, uh, the, the better it is and more sustainable your business is as opposed to those ups and downs or those ruts that, you know, golfers can, can definitely get into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to look at, I mean, I think we all fall into this trap, especially myself is we can all picture a day that we've had where it's just like, that was such a good day. Like things were easy, you know, like everything was there. I had great conversations. Business did well, had a good conversation with my mom and dad, like stuff's just good. And then I think we forget to look back and dissect, like, what did we do that day? Like, how did we get in that state? What do we have in the morning? What did we do the night before? What did we eat? What did we drink? What did we not do that we usually do? Um, yes. because repeating patterns is the key to success. You look at athletes, business, they just understand what makes them successful and they just repeat those patterns and improve upon them. Yeah, most certainly. And obviously you've, you've interviewed you know, 200 plus people in, in the daily grind and mm -hmm. through the experience of interviewing others and the experience of yourself, uh, let's go for yourself personally. What patterns do you have that you consistently stick to that allow you to perform sustainably at a very high level? Yeah, this, I mean, it takes a while um, to figure out. I've done over 500 interviews um, on the daily grind now. Uh, that is the catalyst to where I am. I'll state that like you're doing, this is such an amazing thing you're doing. I think it's so powerful for people, especially like you mentioned it in the past. I'm going off on a tangent. I'll come back. Don't worry. Sure. <laughs> um, you had mentioned, you know, like how you find your passion, like what a better way to, to sit there and interview people that do different things. And, and kind of get to an understanding of what makes them tick, you know, because I mean, you can start to implement that stuff immediately, see results from it. And then all of a sudden you're improving at an absolutely outlandishly rapid rate. Um, I think when it comes personally is not being overwhelmed with what you have to do, not being overwhelmed with what is going on and, really sitting down and focusing on what tasks you need to complete and what is important and what is not important. There, there are so many days I think where, you know, maybe you've gone through this where you, you have a busy day, but it's like, I didn't get anything done. I did nothing important. 
And uh, I think what's changed for me is I put this podcast at the forefront for probably about a year until it really started to pick up. And this is 20% of what makes this successful, what makes podcasting and business successful. It's, it's understanding what's the back end, how do you market sales, dealing with your business, making sure taxes are paid. All of that is super important. So like, what are the revenue generators in your business and what are not? And how do you focus on the things that you need to do as opposed to the things that you think you need to do? Yeah. So if you were to, to go back to your beginning of the daily grind, I'm curious, is there anything that you would have done differently that you think could have allowed you to have improved the success that you've had so far, like a different focus, a different way you would go about uh, the daily grind in the business and the podcast? For sure. I, I started, uh, I kind of copied a model, I say, uh, when I started podcasting, I did five days a week. It was very similar to John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire. Um, I also think that's what kind of really helped me at the beginning is uh, the amount of interviews I was doing five days a week. It, again, it kind of put that like athletic mindset, like just stay consistent, push forward, like continue to work. Um, but I had no idea of what was going to make me successful. So now what I tell other people and what I teach other people is like, if you're, if I were to start again, I would look at, okay, what do, what's my success criteria? What are my, what are my big overall objectives? And then what are my performance goals? So outcome goals versus performance goals, understanding who do I really want to connect with? So who's my ideal listener and like really focusing in on that I, with a, with a median, uh, like podcasting. It's, it's interesting because you have a whole bunch of people who are listening, but really you're only speaking to one person because they're all in different rooms. So it's like, who do I really want to connect with? And, and the minute I started to focus on who do I want to help and building out that character for him, Mike, and speaking directly to who that person is, um, that's when really started to exponentially grow for me. So I would really focus on what are my goals? What do I want to achieve with this? Who's my ideal listener? And then everything else kind of fell into, everything else would fall into place. I had no plan at the beginning. <laughs> what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I think that most entrepreneurs feel the same way and you kind of you know, build the plane on the way down as, uh, or build a parachute as you, as you jump out the plane. So as, as, as you move forward and you've started to build the, build the daily grind, what do you think has been the biggest challenge for you to overcome as you've started to actually make it a sustainable business? I think it's, it, it's staying as passionate as I was starting out as now mm -hmm. you, when you do something for three years, um, it's not getting, uh, it's not feeling like it's mundane, you know, it's feeling you have to stay excited with it. So what new conversations can you have? What can you do differently with it? I'm a big proponent in changing artwork and changing music up and changing questions. Cause it just makes it new. It makes it exciting. I feel like if I, the minute I get, I get really, stagnant with something, I try to change something up because it is something that, you know, I did five days a week for two, over two and a half years. So it was really like, it was really a grind. <laughs> it was really a daily grind for me. Um, and then I kind of took a step back and I said, okay, I, like something needs to change because I'm, it's working, but I'm getting tired of it. And if I continue down this path, I know that it's not sustainable. So I looked at what do I want to achieve again? What are my goals long-term? And I decided to take a step back instead of five days a week, one day a week and have more meaningful conversations. So, I mean, as you do anything, it's how do you consistently make sure that you're passionate about it so that when you 
get behind the mic, when you step in front of an audience, when you get into your business, how are you excited about it consistently? And I think that's, uh, I, based on what I've heard, I think that's something that a lot of people do struggle with. Yeah. And I think that having that consistent passion and being able to not just feel like it's something mundane is certainly challenging, especially uh, as entrepreneurs start to build a business, because often they're not doing what they're passionate about, right? They're doing accounting, they're doing taxes, doing marketing. They're like, I don't even want to do yeah. this shit, right? <laughs> so totally. It's, it's funny, right? When you start, it's almost like you look back and a lot of people say this, um, like the buildup is so fun because it's like, you haven't made any money yet. You know, like you're still like a few hundred people listening. It's like, that's a blast, man. Like be able to kind of build that up. And I continuously want to grow, but when you kind of get it to a point where, okay, this is a business now, like you said, it can get Monday. So how do you keep the passion there, for example, to begin with, because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting out today, they're pivoting, they're doing something perhaps that they're not used to because of just how the how the world has unfolded over the past you know, year and a bit. My question to you is how does someone stay passionate about something even if they feel they're doing mundane tasks? Change. So it's through changing it. And it could be, and I'll state this, you know, it could be doing something different just because you've done something for two, three years doesn't mean you have to stick with it. Like life changes, you can find something, oh my God, I could do X, change it up, do something different. But say for what you're doing specifically, whether it's your business or whether it's a task, you need to be able to stick, take a step back and like, what can I do differently in order to get excited again? Hmm. What can I add? What can I take away? Do I need to reduce my workload? Do I need to find somebody to help me? What do I need to do in order to get excited again? Um, and that is all to do with looking at what you can change. Got it. And I noticed that you ask a lot of questions to yourself to figure out, you know, what can I change? What can I move forward? Do you have a system in place so that you're constantly passionate about what you do? Is there like an evaluation that you do? How do you stay on track? I don't have like a, a checklist or <laughs> anything like that. No. Um, it, it, it's just, it's evaluating like me. If in a month I'm not feeling that I'm super excited about it, I know I need to do something different. That's as simple as it is. It's it's just being aware of of what you're doing. And it sometimes it's like, oh, I've done this for two weeks. For two weeks, I felt this way. Finally, I'm able to kind of realize that I'm feeling this way. Now a change needs to occur. But it's being understanding and aware of who you are. But it's just like, you know, if you're not excited about something, you know, because you don't work as hard about it. If you're not excited about something, you don't get up as early. You don't do what you did at the beginning in terms of like being innovative and finding new things and, and building and growing. You just have to be aware of, of for me, it's just aware of, of my actions. And if my actions are telling me that I'm not into it, I need to, I need to do something different. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely think that it's very important to have that self-evaluation and being able to you know, gain that perspective and see that in yourself and ultimately make those actions so that you can really create that momentum to move forward. So mm -hmm. for those starting out with a, with a podcast now and they're thinking, you know, I need to be able to make this sustainable but also make some money, you know, what advice do you give to someone who's kind of starting out in the podcast world? Yeah, look at what's look at what comes naturally to you. So if you're looking for a topic in order to speak about what comes naturally to you, what do you speak about with your friends? What, what do you enjoy talking about on your off time? What do you Google? What are you looking up? If you have a business, um, looking at, you know, do I want to do something that correlates with my business? Do I want to create leads? 
or do I want to do something different and establish myself as a thought leader in this subject? So it's, it's really getting an understanding of like at the beginning is what do I want to talk about? Once you understand kind of the subject matter, it's okay, what are my goals for this thing? What, what is the outcome goal? What do I want to achieve two, three years? What does my life look like? What does the podcast success look like? Now creating performance goals. So in month three, what do I want to achieve from start out to month three? And then three, six, six, nine, work quarterly. I'm a big fan of working quarterly. So every quarter come up with new goals and create those performance goals and then evaluate. Like you said, what's working? What's not? Who's listening? What do people like? And not being emotionally attached to what you're doing. If I could love a, a segment on my podcast, but if other people don't, having no emotion to, to stick with that. Like, okay, that's not working. I'm going to change it up. Let's do something new. Yeah. And once you have those performance goals, like I said, who do you want to speak directly to? Who is your ideal listener? What are they struggling with? Where do they shop? What do they do? Because a lot of those things where eventually once you build an audience, you're going to be able to pickpocket whether you start out with affiliate marketing and you pick a service or a product that could help Mike with getting better sleep. So you create a product or you're an affiliate with something that helps get better sleep. Mike wins, you win because you make money on it. Um, and then it's just finding out, okay, now going forward, what's working, what's not continuously improve and having that plan in place. Cause there's a lot of different ways financially to make money with a podcast tons. Yeah. Most people th just think ad dollars. That's one. <laughs> I mean, that's the simplest way, but it's also the hardest way because most advertisers won't look at you unless you have 10,000 downloads an episode, say. Yeah. You're going to have um, to go and seek those out. What business models do you think that most people miss out on and don't think about that have really helped you on your journey? The minute I started to focus on relationship building with the people who are on my podcast was the minute like kind of things exploded for me. I, I realized that the most important, not the most important, but the most valuable person that I could learn to start helping were the people that I was interviewing. They were all successful. They've all figured it out. What could I do to help them? Or how could I be of value or service to them? And I started to focus on not only the listener, but I also started to focus on, okay, I'm going to dive into what Ben's doing. I'm going to ask specific questions. And at the end, maybe I can introduce Ben to someone else. And if now I can be valuable to Ben, well, if I need something and I reach out to you, you're going to be more than happy to help me. So it's understanding like this is a relationship building game more than absolutely anything else. And if you can start to focus on not only the listener, but focus on the guest, that's such a big advantage for you. Yeah. And, and I think there's actually a, a variety of different golden nuggets that, that you said in the last few questions. And I just want to reiterate them to the listener and you know, the, obviously creating that win-win and that the, the uh, guest wins first and then you win. I think that's really important. And in life, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people trying to get, but you need to make other people win first. The other things you mentioned that I think are really worth noting is about how you split your year into quarters. And I mm -hmm. think that there's a lot of people setting calendar year goals. I'm definitely against that. I think Q2, Q3, Q4 is much more realistic and it can help you move forward. And ultimately being able to figure out, you know, how are you doing? What, are, what is your performance? And evaluating along the way and actually not being attached to the outcome. 
I think I see a lot of entrepreneurs getting you know, tripped up because they care so much about what other people are thinking and saying that it tends to trip them up and they can't let go of the outcome despite all you know, the work that they put in. Yeah, it's almost like an ego thing. You know, like you think it's such a great idea and then just because someone else doesn't, you're like, no, no, I know better. You know, it's like, it's very interesting. Um, I've never been that way. I'm, I'm a big, big believer. Like you said, if it's not working, that's fine. I will do something else. I thought it was a great idea. It wasn't. And once you learn that, like it is, it's, it's going to help you because you cannot be attached to the outcome because the outcome, the success in your business, the success in your podcast, it does not mean success in your life. Like this is separate. Business is separate from life. Just because you're not doing well in business doesn't mean you have to be unhappy in your life. I think that's something else that uh, entrepreneurs that's super, super important is being able to detach outcome to personal, like business to personal. So many people you see businesses struggle, especially right now, all of a sudden they're unhappy. They're unhappy with their family. Family life's bad. It doesn't have to be that way. Just because you failed in business doesn't mean you're a loser in life. (laughs) I I think that is so important. And especially when, you know, I I interview a lot of entrepreneurs diving into the lifestyle that you have uh, whilst you build your business. I'm curious, how do you manage to detach yourself? Let's say you've had a really shit day at work, right? You know, contracts have fallen through. People don't turn up to your podcast. It's just been a bad day business-wise. How do Mm -hmm. you turn that around and make sure you're in the right state so that in your personal life, you're still happy and you know, really enjoying yourself. I'm a, I'm a big proponent in getting outside. Uh, you know, especially for all past experiences and present experiences teach you what's important in life. And, you know, success in business is, is great, but it's not the most important thing. I think so many people, when you focus on, you know, the amount of money you make or your revenue or what the next win is, you put yourself on a scale and you compare yourself to other people. So if money is the most important, well, because Ben has more money than me, well, that means I think Ben's a better person than me. Like Ben's a winner. I'm a loser. And then someone who has less money than me, I'm a winner. They're a loser. I don't look at life that way. I find that there's value that each person can bring. Um, just because they're not doing what you think they should be doing does not mean that they're not happy, does not mean that they're not doing the right thing. Kudos to them. I have no judgment on what anyone else is doing. When I go outside and I walk my dog and you look outside and you look what's going on, it, it for me, it puts things into perspective. You realize that it's not important. Like, look where we live. Like, look up in the sky and look at stars and realize like, well, where, understand, where do we live? Like we live in a, (laughs) there's space. We live in a planet that's the size of a speck of salt in, in our whole universe. Like, that's amazing. Look what, look what our body does. We develop kids, like understanding is getting out of your own body. There's more to life than business. There's more to life than success and money. Everyone has something valuable to give. Don't put yourself on a scale to be able to compare yourself to other people and I just try to be as present as I possibly can. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you aren't doing well and you get stuck in that cycle for a week or two, and then you have to look back, but it's just constantly being aware of that is what's going to help. And it's what helps me. Yeah, I I definitely agree. And I I certainly think that 
not being able to compare yourself to other people. So comparing your square five to someone else's square 50 is going to do anyone any good. And exactly. Yeah, most certainly when, when we look at life as an entrepreneur, there's obviously a variety of different facets to it. If you could only pick one habit to keep for the rest of your life as an entrepreneur, what habit would you keep? Being grateful. Mm. So there's a, forget who says it best, um, but it resonates. And I try to, to do this all the time. It's being blissfully dissatisfied. Forget who says that. I, I just love that. It's, it's being dissatisfied, but it's being super thankful and grateful for where you are. Because if you're not grateful for where you are, how are you supposed to get better? Like, like, look at where I am. Look at where I live. I have mo more than most people. I'm super grateful. If I never improve for the rest of my life, I will be happy. But do I want more? Of course. So I'm going to consistently push and achieve for more. And that's blissful dissatisfaction. I, I think that word, whoever came up with that word is a genius because I love it. I don't know who did it though. Uh, I don't know I, who I, says it either. I completely agree. Well, we can just credit to, to, to you, Colin. It's fine. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly agree. Being blissfully dissatisfied, especially nowadays where I think there's a lot of people living in scarcity and thinking what they're lacking and thinking what they don't have, as opposed to really understanding what they have compared to, to other people. Yeah. And, and a lot of times it's money, right? Like any problem that can be fixed or any problem that is money can be fixed. You know, it's, it's not a real problem. There's always ways that you can make more money. You can get a job. You can do things. You can pay off debts. Everyone, listen, <laughs> there are people who have been in way more shit financial situations than you are right now. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Just know that any problem that is dealt with money is not a real problem. Yeah. And I, and I certainly think that there's you know, people listening from a variety of different standpoints and, and whether they're doing well financially or whether they're not. I'm curious, how do you maintain your state? So despite what's happening with the numbers, you can just maintain yourself. Is there a certain practice that you do? Is there a certain, um, is there a certain thing that you measure in your business so that you're not just attached to the monetary outcome? Is it the viewers? Is it how many people you're impacting? What other things do you measure? Yeah, I measure, uh, um, I'm looking for the word, uh, interaction. That's it. I got it. Got it. I measure interaction. So if I'm thinking of the podcast, it's like, who's reaching out to me? What questions are there? How is the audience interacting with the episode? What are they saying about it? I, I could care two. I could give two shits. I don't know if I can swear on here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry. Okay. I could give two shits how many listens I get. It does not matter to me. But what I care about is who am I impacting and how are people interacting with the episode? And I think even in business too, like don't really care about much else other than how do, how does my customer feel at the end of the day? Is it a win for them? Cause if it's a win for them, it's a win for me. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, they're not winning. If they think it's a win, it's a win. Like, I'm not going to say I'm the smartest person or if it's not a win, it's not a win. Okay. We got to improve. What are we doing yeah. differently? That's what I look at. Amazing. And what animal do you think best represents you moving into 2021? <laughs> what animal? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'm not going to give that some thought. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a smart animal. I have to think of this. I don't know how I'm not a too facet. Most people are going to say lion, right? But that's the easy one. So I don't want to give you that one. Um, what's a smart animal? Maybe a wolf. 
Cool. Uh, Tell me more I'm, about that. Wolves are some of the most fascinating animals in the world. Like you don't really see a wolf. You can't really hear them. They sneak up. They're, they're fascinating creatures. Like when you really look at, I'm not going to get into everything, but when you look at a wolf, they're a fast, fascinating creature. They're super smart, extremely smart. Um, they go and they get what they want and typically they get it. Um, but they're not like, they're not vicious towards humans. You know, like you don't hear very many wolf attacks. I think there's only been like three in the last however many years. So I'm going to say wolf. I'll give you that. Okay, cool. Hopefully Thank no you. one said that before. No, we, we haven't had wolf yet. We, we, we've okay. had a fair amount of, of different ones. So I, I appreciate that. And thank you for being playful with me. So uh, <laughs> for those listening who would love to you know, know more about you, the podcast, like how you could help them with podcasting, could you just share um, where they can uh, find you? And you also mentioned that I believe you offer like a, a free 15 minutes to one of the one of the listeners. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So my website's colinmorgan.net. Um, but I mean, you can go there. You don't have to go there, uh, for someone listening who like, or people listening who are like deeply impacted, maybe they want to learn more. They have questions. They just want to chat. I give away a 15 minute call to every podcast I do. I'll share the link to Ben to make it super simple. So maybe show notes. Is that the best place? Sure. We can do that. We'll pop it in the show notes and, uh, give away one 15 minute call. Cool. Amazing. Well, Colin, thank you so much for uh, coming onto the show. If there was one thing that you wanted our audience to be left with, what would be the one thing that you would like to share with them? Oh, I love that. I asked the same thing. Um, <laughs> all right, let me give this some thought. What's the one that's coming to mind right now? See, this is it. You got to be under. You got to be present, right? Like, what comes to mind? Don't give the easy answer. I think with the the overall kind of feel for this episode and, and people listening and, and times, I think what I'd say to before is just understanding that your success in business and your work is separate than your success in life. You know, you, you, everyone's at a different stage just because you're losing now doesn't mean you're a loser. You can win just because you're winning now doesn't mean you're the greatest person in the world. Cause guess what? You can lose. Don't put yourself on a scale. Don't compare to others. What you do in business is separate and who you are. Be a nice person. Don't be an asshole. Be a nice person. Respect people and understand that every person, no matter where they are, could impact you in the future. So always be kind. Amazing. Colin, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Ben, appreciate it, man. Love what you're doing here. Everyone, give Ben some love on this podcast. He's doing an awesome job. Go leave him a review. Hit him up on social media. Ben, appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to another Entrepreneur Lifestyle podcast. Subscribe for more episodes like this and make sure to leave a five-star review so that we can keep impacting entrepreneurs around the world just like yourself. If you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this episode, please send it to them so that together as entrepreneurs, we can develop our businesses whilst living a lifestyle we truly enjoy. See you next time and remember, you are awesome. Thank you for listening.